Welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we say Beyond the Field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to. So kick back, relax and enjoy the podcast. My name is Kane. I'm Gisa. Oh, that was a double whammy. <laughs> I, I knew it. that was going to happen. Uh, At least we're saying the right name. We're, we're, we're not restarting, eh? Just, <laughs> just roll into it. We're coming via Zencaster. Obviously, we are um, keeping that social distancing. And Issa right now is sitting under a couch, which is very odd. Um, <laughs> but welcome, gentlemen. It has been a while since I've actually seen you in person since we see each other every day in the office. Yeah, Roger that. I'm, I missed the office. Um, Absolutely. And I had a quick talk to Tim as well today, which was interesting. We'll, we'll more more about that later. Cool. Uh, first first lockdown in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So look, this is um, I suppose a bit of a recap on one what's going on, the state of the economy, where we're going to go. And we've only been in a week in lockdown, and we know what happened um, probably last time um, when we had that big one. We're probably moving into maybe half of that eight weeks coming forward into maybe a four week lockdown. So. Um, Issa, I'm going to throw it to you and just what uh, are some feedback that you're seeing um, in the economy in general, just generalisation here? Yeah, complete generalisations, but I think um, I think people are taking all the learnings um, from last year and last year's big lockdown. And when I mean learnings is, um, you know, from the bank's perspective, um, they would have had a lot of procedures put in place. Um to combat this in the future. Um, last year, it was very reactive to the whole new situation where this year the banks have definitely um, rolled things out far quicker um, and there's a lot more procedures put in place. So from a banking perspective, um, I like to think that they are just continuing on as normal. There was always a 24, 48-hour um, effort from the banks to, to get working from home and everything set up correctly, but now they are sort of seamless, which is really good from our point of view. And, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty from our clients last year. Um, where, But what we did do well was we sort of looked at the long-term picture and what a lot of them wanted to do last year, and all those people have benefited. Hence, this time around, a year later, and a lot of our clients are still getting in touch, still confident to execute their goals, which is sort of always front of mind. And, you know, there's a small bit of uncertainty, but not like that feeling last year where it was a first time for everything. Um, The majority of people, banks, clients, um, insurance companies, it's not a first time anymore. It's just about um, implementing the new rollout and new procedures and um, trucking on as normal. So, you know, positive things from our end. Go on, throwing it to you. Physical property settlements in the moment in level four. What is occurring? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that pretty much can't get done due to people actually not being able to move. But just like what Issa said, everything I, I know for a fact, council they're, they're still working. Like Lynn's is still working. I ch- chatted to the solicitor this morning. Um, the only thing that can't be done is obviously um, moving. Well. In emergency, probably you can move houses and and, and settle, but there are always those COVID nineteen clauses and sale and purchase agreements, which are obviously being made um, use of. So what you're saying is that hey, look, if I've brought a home, 
and then it's meant to settle right now. You first of all can't trigger the pre-auction. Uh, sorry, pre-auction. You can't trigger trigger the um, pre-settlement, pre-settlement inspection, inspection yep. Yep. Um, to see the home, which then yep. ticks off going to settlement. And um, you know you actually can't move into the home physically in, in this time. So the COVID clauses now are in sale and purchases that to defer that until we go to is it level three or two? Yeah, level three, bang on. Yeah. Okay. And Issa, just recapping on what you said, finance-wise, at the moment, it's status quo at the banks. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. They've, um, it's status quo, even to the point that, you know, when we're not in lockdowns and we've, we can get to banks and make branch appointments, which is think is sort of key, um, you know, the banks have taken into account, uh, you know, electronic signatures, for instance. Um, they've sort of streamlined a lot of these things. But I think the one and only hurdle is... Um, branch appointments and physical appointments um, aren't going to be as easy. Some of the banks still have uh, reduced staff on reduced hours throughout the week and reduced locations to keep a couple of the branches open for onboarding. Um, But in saying all of that, there's other banks that have sort of rolled out virtual onboarding, um, which helps streamline the process also. So a lot of the banks are status quo. The majority of them were working from home prior to COVID lockdown level four anyway. A lot of them were sent home after last year's lockdown and never went back and are working from home. So uh, we're seeing a lot of consistencies uh, from their learnings from last year. Let's talk about the nitty gritty. OCR, deferred. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. If we weren't going into lockdown... Uh, were we 25 basis points or 50 yeah, basis points well, up? I was, funny you should say that. I was. I remember the, the conversation I had with Raj from the office the day before the, the, uh, the announcement got released about COVID, about, the, about those cases. I was saying increase of 0.5 um, and whether um, it will go up or not. I was, I was, I was convinced it would go, it would go up, um, but due to um, the lockdown, obviously, it stays as is, st- status quo. There's a lot of pressure uh, on inflation here. Um, the Fed offshore in the States, there was mounting pressure to push that OCR up, which was going to happen from um, my opinion. Now with lockdown, depending on how this long this lasts, you know, you've got to remember they're going to need a lag back into the economy of spending yeah, post coming out of a lockdown. And if yeah. you're making money more expensive – that's going to curtail or reduce someone's spending in the economy once it's up and running. I'm talking about retail, hospital, holidays, cars, houses, all that kind of stuff, right, which are big ticket items. Mm-hmm. So what do they do in this scenario? They'll, they'll hold. They'll have to hold. They won't. I, it's a double-edged sword, right? I don't think they will raise it. Otherwise, there'll be massive backlash. It's the usual Kiwi mentality, mate. You, 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 you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I think they'll hold for a while until at least we, we get out of these lockdowns. Tell me, what um, are you hearing feedback from lenders around their own interest rates at the moment? Are they all on hold in terms of price hikes or are they interpreting a move at some point and starting to push them up now? Um, ANZ was the first to move before the OCR announcement and that was before the lockdown. They increased their rates. Again, I think they won't. They won't at all. I think uh, ANZ probably made the move thinking it was right at that point in time. Um, but I think the other banks will hold. Yeah. Question for you, Isa. I'm a first-time property buyer. And the old adage, hey, you hear from family, friends, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's not do anything. 
what should an individual do right now with a bit of time on their hands when they think about buying a property two, three months ago? What should they do? Should they look to pull trigger and, and go to market and buy something when everything sort of sweeps over or do they hold off? No, what we always say is you've got to be proactive, use your time wisely and get prepared to buy now because we had the exact same situation last year where all we did was was advise our clients to get prepared, get their finances sorted, keep looking for property and if something, and timing has a lot of things to do with this, if timing is right, then then push ahead and buy. The, The reality is, we don't know what's going to happen out, coming out of lockdown again, but the reality is there's still a massive shortage of houses. There's still a hundred and thousands of first-time buyers out there looking to purchase their first home. And if your job is stable, your income is stable, you're proactive in what you want to do, and the timing is right for you, then I don't see any issues without with um, not pushing ahead because we have other clients that maybe didn't take our advice last year and we're like you know what let's just wait and see what the market does and if the market tails off and um, property gets a little bit cheaper then we'll be in a great position then to buy and what happened we saw the absolute opposite the economy took off housing took off and the property market jumped on a lot of people so for first home buyers out there always stick to your goals um, be proactive use time wisely and um, just always be ready in case a property pops up there Goran, question for you. Tax changes on properties were meant to take effect as of 1 October. Yes. And they were meant to outline this in more detail in September. What happens now if we go into a four-week lockdown? Does this get pushed out? Do they look to implement this or do they try to help people out by saving money on tax for the next six months or I'm 12 months? Sub- I'm quite surprised that more communication around this hasn't come out yet. Lockdown on it or no lockdown in terms of what's going to happen for the 1st of October. If these lockdowns keep going, I don't know. I think with this government, they tried to sort of put things in place and shake everything up. I think they'll keep going with it. I think they will keep going with it. But that's my personal opinion. Isa, does a person looking to invest for the first time, second time, or third time, or tenth time, hold off onto waiting into waiting for these tax changes, or again, just you have a plan in place, stick to the plan, and go through with it? Yeah, I think it's really, really wise to just sort of stick to your plan and stick to your goals. Um, the reality is there might be a lot of uh, changes coming up come October, but there also might not be. So you'd hate to sort of make a, dis- a rash decision thinking to hold off um, or sort of deviate from your goals if, um, you know, and then changes don't come, you know. So I think it's really important to sort of sit down, you know, take stock of where you're at, but sort of uh, keep pushing through with your goals um, if all is equal and all is consistent because, you know, you fast forward 10 years, you'd rather push on and have two, three, four assets rather than one or none, um, if you take it from a long-term perspective. And Goran, does the fear of FOMO mm. continue to reach the property market and increase it in value? Yeah, 100%, totally. I think what we've learned now, sorry, the last lockdown is people will have a lot more time on their hands to do something and think wisely about what they want to do and make use of that time. Yes, we can't do building reports at the moment, but you can get all your ducks in a row to get an approval. And I'm talking about all the first-time buyers and investors out there because we know 
even when you say well, on your on the tax changes, there's opportunities that come with any change, and a little bit of time and adjustment um, will, will will come come with that. So, yes, there will definitely be FOMO. I've had three clients contact me that I haven't heard from in a month. They wanna they wanna zoom or, or, or talk about property in the last two hours, and I haven't heard from them in in, in a couple of months. It's the old adage, and it comes back to we have a housing shortage. We don't have a supply, so we have a supply issue, right? So we now have a materials problem where there's a backlog, and we also have a price increase on materials of anywhere between 15 and 20%. So no matter what, for a developer to construct and build a dwelling, it's gone up by that much just to obviously cover the raw materials costs. So... That whole psyche of FOMO and that term FOMO and everyone was just rushing to the market um, post-lockdown last year, um, I think plays a little bit into it. But the biggest part is that we just have a housing shortage. And with um, inflation and price increases on materials, probably will continue to go up um, Mm -hmm. until we have an oversupply, which um, I read a thesis and it said... uh, the continued state of what we're building at, we won't actually gain parity until 2040. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Again, I mean, that, that rabbit hole goes down so deep and I feel it's just getting deeper by, by the month. And even these lockdowns aren't even, even helping that kind of stuff. Um, but what we do know, which works in our advantage and everyone else's advantage is banks are running at the quickest turnaround times at the moment. Now, that, that tells me one thing is that People have, in terms of the general public and engaging with banks, have, has dropped off. But the advice side, they're still pushing business in and out. And if anyone has the opportunity to do that, get on the ladder, get an approval, I would suggest for them to do so. Is there anything else, boys, that you wanted to throw out there to the listeners that could help them put their mind at ease or, or maybe give them a kick up the ass to do something? Just engage, I think. Just engage. Um, look, advice is getting really important with changes that are coming that we've seen in the last um, six months in terms of financial regulations, um, getting tougher to borrow money. Um, I think if people want to engage, um, they should um, with someone like ourselves or, or anyone else in the market. It's the, t- it's the term, be proactive and not reactive. And we're in a situation where you're working from home, you may have a little bit more time on your hands because you don't have to travel to work to and from, so you're saving, uh, saving time there. Put some effort into thinking about your future and understand what you want to execute and where you want to be because the procrastination side, a year goes by, think how long or think how short it was in our memories COVID was when we went into the eight-week lockdown, but actually how fast the year's gone. Yeah, big time. And it also goes without saying the advice that we give here doesn't relate to everybody, right? Um, everyone's situation is different. Now, we're not saying go out there, buy a house or uh, if, and settle on one if you know that's going to be a change in income. That's, by all means, this is not what we're talking about. We're just saying be proactive and engage. Absolutely. Boys, always a pleasure, and it's always a pleasure seeing your uh, pretty faces. You too, Cheers, mate. Boys. I know, Thanks. Issa, you're in a hut right now. You've been shearing off your daughter for, <laughs> for the whole session. Lucky. For the mute button, Wallstrom, you get back to reading that thesis, and um, we'll do this all again soon. Until next time, cheers, boys. Hopefully, you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, 
Check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button. Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field. Thank you.